the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman, and welcome to I of Real Estate. As you most likely know, real estate is a universal language that everyone wants to know and learn about. Please tune into the show live on Saturdays at 10 a.m. at 970answer.com or AM 970answer, the mobile app. Or go to iTunes. Okay, you can get us many ways. You can follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and Instagram at Dottie Harmony. And please feel free to sign up for my monthly newsletters at www.dottiehermann.com. I love hearing from you. This week, we have three special guests. At 1030, we will be joined by Thomas Drew, Vice President and Regional Sales Manager at Citizens Financial. Then we will be joined by Richard Ferrari, CEO and President of New York City and the Northeast Region for Douglas Elliman. And um, one of my favorites will be joined with Joseph Marini. He's the author of Mastering the Art of Entertaining. And he's going to talk about all entertaining in general, whether you have 30 people or 20. And since New Year's is right around the corner, he's going to talk about how to entertain, or give a good, a great New Year's party. You know, I just want to say it has been 10 years that I've been broadcasting. And as we wrap up this year and prepare to welcome the new one in, I want to take a moment to express my sincere gratitude to each and every one of you, all of my amazing listeners. Without you, and your continued support and engagement, this show would not be possible. I also want to extend a special thanks to the incredible team at 970 The Answer and the incredible Jerry Crowley, who runs the station. And by the way, he's the one who got me into uh, uh, radio. But yet another great and remarkable year. Guys, your hard work, dedication, and behind the scenes ensured that we could deliver the quality content and insight that our audience wants week after week. As we enter the brand new year of 2024, I want to wish you all the happiness ahead, filled with success, joy, good health, and prosperity. To all my listeners, you know I love hearing from you, and your feedback and participation have been invaluable to me. So please keep it coming, and truly know that I really appreciate your contributions. From the bottom of my heart, I want to express to each of you how much I love hearing from you. I love hearing from everyone. Your stories, your questions, and experience that you share on our show or sometimes with me personally have taught me so much. I love hosting this program. It's an absolute joy for me, and I am incredibly grateful for this opportunity to discuss all things real estate with such incredible listeners like yourself. So here to, here's an incredible 2024 filled with more energy, discussions, enlightening moments, and a continued love for what we do together on this show. Thanks again. I remember I love to hear from you. So I thought since New Year's is two days away that I would have guests and we would kind of take a quick look at 2023 and maybe some of the insights we have in 2024. Okay, because, uh, you know, and again, remember when I say insights, I mean, everything's are predictions, so predictions are predictions. They're not facts. 
but I think I pretty pretty much have a good good read on that. So one of the things that we know that in 2023, that was really a tough year for real estate. And when I look up and read a lot of stuff, you know, there's a lot of opinions on why. But if you want my opinion, my opinion was, if, even though the interest rates were up to about 8%, I think they're about 6 now, um, it wasn't really that. I mean, that did people put some people on the uh, back seat. But really, it was... More so, their lack of inventory. There was no inventory. So that is key. Um, the other thing is uh, people got, you know, there were so many offers with the pandemic. Everyone fled because people had to work from home. So kind of everyone fled to try to get larger spaces. There was a, a big surge of people that went to the suburbs open spaces, open layouts, all those things became very important. And by the way, in 2024, they still will be important. Okay. I think it's going to be a better year for buyers than 2023 because 2023, we had a mixture of inflation, high mortgage rates. Of course, as I've told you before, they weren't high to me. I paid 15 or 16 and they were at eight. Um, but to most people, they were high. And it was a difficult year for buyers, but I really believe it was because of lack of inventory. There was nothing for sale. And that's pretty much across the country. But I think home buyers across the United States can look for catching a bit of a break in 2024. I don't believe there'll be fires. And again, I am talking pretty much nationally now. So, you know, you might have pockets here or there, but for the most part, I think prices will remain steady. Um, I do think, and I've said this before, that you'll probably be able to at least have a conversation with a homeowner. During the pandemic, there were people came in with there was 20 cash offers, and uh, sellers didn't even want to listen to someone who had to get a mortgage. So don't give up. House hunting is a job, but it's worth every minute of it you know, because the American dream is very much still in. So my advice to all of you for this year, make sure that your credit is checked and you have all these three credit sources and sometimes they make mistakes. It might be something you don't even know about. Make sure that's all in place so that when you find the home that you love, okay, you can safely say, you know, I've been, you can get a mortgage approval and say that I'm approved for a mortgage. Um, you might want to, again, you might want to look now because it's kind of a slow time for everyone because people are off on vacation. A lot of people have company. They don't want to spend their time. And they don't want to spend their time on the holidays or they won't, don't want people coming in. So to all my sellers, if you have buyers that are out there and want to see your home, if you can, let them see it because they're at, anyone who's out there now is a very serious buyer. And if you're a buyer and you say, ah, you know what, it's the holidays, who wants to do this? Let's just enjoy the holidays. Well, that may be so, but remember, there'll probably be less competition out there right now. So, you know, usually spring is pretty much a, a big market. So I think, you know, so, so, you know, house hunting cannot time the market. I've had people ask me questions. Oh, Dottie, should I wait for next year to buy? Should I? I don't think you can you can time the market. Okay, I think that you know you have to be out there, and I think when your broker calls you up and says it's something that's brand new out, you've got to be able to see it. And then what you should do is try to look at a bunch of things that are in the area. Don't switch from area to area because prices will change depending on the area or the zip code or the school district. Uh, but make sure you see a couple of things because this way, when the right thing comes and you're ready to make an offer, you kind of have a good, you're going to ask your broker, but you're also going to have a good feel for it yourself. Remember, I wasn't always a broker, and that's kind of what I always took as my barometer. I always told people, you can go around, see things in your price range, but make sure you're comparing apples to apples. Don't take two different school districts and say, I want that house, but in this school district at the same price. So, but if you're out there and you're looking actively at open houses and things, you're going to get a feel for prices too. 
so that when you do see the home you love, you'll ask your broker's advice, but you'll also not second-guess yourself because you'll have a good feel. The trends today, again, outdoor space is big. Flexible space is very important because people, you know, the, the trend of working from home is, you know, even though you read that they want to stop it, I don't think they're going to be able to stop it. I think people will, if they can, will be able to at least have a three, three to four day week, maybe have an extra day, which means a lot of them will be working from home more. So you want to, that's very in, and it's been in for a while. And if you're a seller, you want to space up so it looks that way. You know, if you have a room that maybe a bedroom, you could kind of make that a den or a bedroom so somebody can use it either way. Uh, because flexible space, outdoor space is very important. Um, home ownership, the millennials want to own. Home ownership is very important. Uh, so I, I, I think, but I think this year you'll be able to really, if you have your paperwork in place, and please, as I can tell you, do that before you even start to look. Make sure you check your credit and make sure there's no mistakes on it. And if there is any, and you can get somebody who, there are people that will come and look and take a look at your credit and help you get your credit in shape. Because remember, the rates that the banks quote that you see for interest rates, those are only the rates they give to their best customers. And I mean, when I say best customers, I don't mean someone who banks with them the most. I mean someone whose credit is good. So you want to pay your bills on time. You want to say that there's no outstanding Things don't buy any big purchases uh, if you're planning to buy a house, and make sure that you check your credit because a lot of times there's a stupid mistake on it that you might not even be aware of that you never. That's not even your fault. I think I've told you once before. I had a credit card that I declined. I didn't want it. It was like twenty five dollars at the time, and I sent it back, but they never took it off, and they put down that I owed this twenty five dollars, and. Um, it didn't make my credit score go down a big lot, but it did go down a little, so check your credit. You're going to look at sustainable energy and efficient homes are going to be very in with increasing concern for the environment. More buyers are opting for energy-efficient homes and home technology. Um, home offices and flexible space. Um, the, as I said before, the COVID-19 pandemic has accelerated the trend of remote work, making home offices and flexible space more desirable. Buyers and renters are looking for properties that can accommodate their work from home. There was a flight, to, urban flight to the suburbs, and that, and you know, during the pandemic, and there's some of that now. Again, they don't have much inventory. Um, that led to an increased interest in the suburbs. So living, uh, people are seeking larger homes with more outdoor space, and so many are moving from densely populated urban centers, and there's a big demand for some suburbs now. And there's a really big demand for aging in place. And what does that all mean? The senior population is growing. So everybody's getting older, and many are looking for homes with aging in place features so that they don't have to move and move and move. And they are looking for um, sometimes single level, you know, houses that have uh, one level so that they don't have to go upstairs. And it's very important when you're looking at a house, if you're thinking of selling it in the next five years and maybe a senior would want to buy it, sometimes you're seeing a lot of houses with two masters. Or there'll be a master on the first floor and then there'll be bedrooms upstairs. And it's always good to have a master on the first floor because if there's a senior who's buying it, they might be cognizant that maybe they won't be able to go upstairs and they want to be able to keep the house and age in place. So look for, look for those types of things. Accessible bathrooms. I don't believe you have to put grab bars in, but um, they can be installed if it's a senior. Um, and they're building houses with wider hallways. And that trend has been in place, and that is also expected to, to continue into 2024. I also have to have a little fun today. And I always tell you the biggest New Year's resolutions that everyone makes. And um, 
I want to do the same. And I have to tell you, I've been doing this show for at least 10 or 12 years, and uh, they are pretty much always the same. So let me send, send, tell you, and I hope that you would call me in and tell me what your New Year's resolution was. But what do you think number one is? Number one for the last, as long as I've been doing this show, has always been lose weight and get fit. And adapt a healthier habit. Focus on exercising and weight loss. That's been number one forever. Number two, which has been in the top five, save more money, whether for a particular financial goal, like buying a house or going on a dream vacation, which you can do now. I mean, because COVID has opened up the airports now and you can fly. Or simply what everyone should try to achieve to have a financial safety net because you never know what might happen in life and it's always wise if you can to put a little aside. You know, from when I was very young and I worked at Merrill and they had a program you could take 10% out of your salary and they put in um, some investment for you. And I didn't even have the money to take 10% out of my salary, but I took five. And for as long as I worked there, you know, I kind of forgot about it because they take it right out of your pay. I never saw it. And I didn't make a lot of money, so it wasn't a lot of money. But by the way, did that add up? I was glad I had it. And years later, it became very valuable. So important, save yourself. Take a small amount, whether it be 5% of every paycheck, pretend it's not there, just put it away someplace. It's really a good strategy So in saving money. Obviously, another top resolution is Hopefully you're not smoking, but if you are, quit smoking and reduce alcohol intake. Have a desire to learn something new, um, whether it's playing a musical instrument. And I can tell you, my brother just said that. He called me about three weeks ago and he said, guess what? I'm taking the drums now uh, and I'm also taking, oh, what is he taking? The drum and the guitar, he said. And I just decided to do it. And he's, uh, and he, I said, no, I said, that's great. And he's 60. So it's never too late. Um, so people are saying that, you know, and if you like cooking or painting, a skill that would interest you because it's always about passion. Another resolution is travel because so many people couldn't travel and explore new places. And, you know, you don't have to be wealthy to travel. I mean, you, you can travel to Europe and all over, but there's so many places in the United States that you can just drive to that, we take for granted and we just never see. I mean, I'm in the city, you know, when the last time I went to the Empire State Building is, or I took a ferry around the Statue of Liberty. So people want to, you know, take some time and and explore. That's a resolution that's been very popular this year. I think this should be number one, but it's number six on the list. Spend more time with loved ones. Prioritizing relationships and spending quality with your family and friends. And all I can say to you is that, you know, we live in a hustle-bustle world. Everything's on fast, 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 run, run, run. And um, I remember people saying to me, oh, Tony, you can have it all. You can be a great wife, a great mother, run a great business, and be a great entrepreneur, and have some sort of a social life. And I'm like, yeah, for <laughs> sure. And you know what? I, it's really hard to balance. And sometimes when I look back in my career, sometimes, you know, you have to have a family to help you out. But sometimes, sometimes, you know, your children need you a little more. Sometimes your spouse might need you a little more. Sometimes your work needs you a little more. So it's a balancing act. Okay, but every once in a while, you got to take a deep breath, stop, and say, hey, all of these things that I have in life, everything that I'm doing, if I didn't have the people, the people that I love around me and my good friends and my family, they wouldn't be worth much in a very lonely life. So spending time with loved ones, prioritizing that and spending quality time, it's not how much time you spend with people. It's what you give them in the time. And I remember when I was, my daughter was about four or five years old and I was at the pediatrician's office, and he said, I said to him, you know, I work, and I'm going to school at night to get certified as a financial planner, and um, I'm not there as much as I should be, and 
her pediatrician, his name was Dr. Sherwin, and he said, you know what? He said, my parents both worked. They were both professionals, and they would drop me off at my grandmother's Monday and pick me up on Friday. He said, but what they gave me is invaluable to me. He said, it's not how much time you're with your children. It's the time and the quality of time that you spend with them. And he said, sometimes people are frustrated and they would take that out on their families. So do the things that you love to do and that will help your family. Hi, it's Arthur Idala here for Bay Ridge Honda, run by my family friends, Rob and Danielle Sabah. This Sabah family-owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years is where I've gotten cars, my whole family have gotten cars, my friends have gotten cars, people from all over Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, and the Bronx, they all come to Bay Ridge Honda. You know why everyone I know goes to Bay Ridge Honda? Because Rob Sabah and his team are the best and most trusted in the business. Tis the season to celebrate with happy Honda days going on now at Bay Ridge Honda. No payments. Until March, March of 2024, lowest prices of the year, selling under MSRP this month. Brand new 2024 Hondas in stock and ready for delivery. Your favorite Honda models, like the Great Accord, the HRV, the CRV, and more. Be sure to ask the staff at Bay Ridge Honda about the Bay Ridge Plus package that will have your new or used car covered. Visit Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. The Happy Honda Day sale ends January 2nd, 2024. Hi, Kevin McCullough. It's a new year and a time for new resolutions, right? I'm sure you've already made yours. Going to the gym, spending more time with family, watching what you eat. But what about your family members? Is there someone in your life that should really make a resolution for an upgrade to a new career? Why not tell them about court reporting? It's a career with tremendous opportunity and flexibility. They can work in courts. They can work in schools. They can even work from home. They work as much or as little as they want, and their earning potential is fantastic. The National Court Reporters Association says there are 5,000 openings and not enough reporters to fill them right now. The NCRA is offering this free program called A to Z, where participants are introduced to stenography and court reporting, and sessions are being hosted right here in New York City. Plaza College, Forest Hills, Queens, is the only school in the city with a court reporting program. Sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. Again, that's info at plazacollege.edu. We can tell you about the incredible success we bring to local businesses, but it's better when it comes directly from our satisfied clients. Here's just one example. After searching for a new vendor to handle my search marketing campaign, I contacted Salem Surround after seeing the great work they did for another restoration company in the different market. Their team of experts recommended a mix of multiple tactics designed to get my business the most quality leads at the lowest cost, making my marketing budget stretch further. In our first year partnering with Salem Surround, we recorded our best year to date, and I've told many people how blessed I was to find them. The representative answered the phone every time I called and quickly addressed any questions or concerns I had. Let Salem Surround give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and show you what your competition is doing. Then, we come up with a personalized plan that's perfect for your needs. Google Salem Surround New York and let our marketing experts help you achieve real success. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and we're back with Thomas Drew, who's no stranger to our show. He's vice president, regional sales manager at Citizens Financial. He's been on the show many times before. I want to thank you for coming on again, and you been so great through the years and also say I'm wishing you and your family a happy new year uh, so Tom what are you doing for New Year's before I ask you any big financial um, questions I think it's going to be a quiet evening uh, at home which I'm looking forward to and uh, watch the ball drop and uh, just look forward to a better 2024 how about yourself same and we had a, just we have a guest on later that talks about entertaining at home and New Year's. And I said, maybe when I was like 18 years old, I liked New Year's Eve to go out. But I, I prefer being home, you know, you know, with just a small group of people or just a few people. New Year's Eve tends to be crazy. Um, 
So what I wanted to do is this is our last show for this year, and then we start 2024. So maybe what I'd like to do is, like, let's recap 23, and then maybe we could talk about what you're seeing. And again, I tell everyone, these are just predictions, but we're usually always right. Check us. <laughs> the papers listen to our show. They, they, I see a lot of comments that we said on the papers. So um, w- let, let's recap 23. Now, yeah, so I, I, I mean, it's up to you where you want to start. But, you know, the one thing that comes to mind for me is inflation, right? Come, roaring into 2023, inflation had a pretty big head of steam. And I think that uh, was like the headline coming in. And it, right. it really created a lot of the, the turmoil and the issues that we saw throughout the year. But, um, you know, that's the one thing that just jumps out at me. Yeah, inflation, I think a lot of people, because if you go back during the pandemic, uh, you know, there was a mad rush of people to move to get home, you know, because they couldn't go to work, they had to work out of their office. And then the, and the interest rates went down, what, to two and a half, three percent. And so when they say, so then, you know, people, you know, I never saw that in my lifetime. So cause I totally say I bought my house when it was like 14 or 15 percent. I took it a maybe a five-year arm or a three-year arm and i you know i i I refinanced when it got less so there was a mad rush but now people thought like seven and a half eight percent which they went up to was a a high mortgage rate and i if i have correctly tell me if i'm wrong the average rate since we've been recording them is about seven and a half eight percent anyway it's exactly right. Yeah, we, we basically normalized in that sense, right, if you looked at history. Right. Uh, but like I said, coming off at 2.5%, uh, you know, people were used to seeing that for a couple of years. And then when it wasn't that, it was like the sky was falling, right? So that's right. kind of part of the challenge of, of 2023 was going through the growing pains of normalizing back to rates right. in the 7. <laughs> and a lot of people stood on the sidelines. And said, oh, I'm just going to wait. But I tell them, so when they wait and the mortgage rates come down again, there'll be more competition. So you'll have that to deal with. But what are the rates now currently, Tom? Yeah, so listen, we peaked in mid-October around 85 I would say now we're down into the mid-sixes, around 6.5% on a 30-year fix. So, I mean, percentage-wise, that's a massive improvement uh, where they yeah. were in October. And look, I, I, I'd say, historically speaking, you're – we're, we're, you know, this is a very positive place to be. And look, the potential for 2024, and again, you know, uh, this is only my, you know, after years of experience looking at it, I do think rates will, will drift slower into 2024 and create a situation where housing will improve for, you know, sellers will feel better about putting their house on the market, you know, maybe giving up that low interest rate because they have to move, right? Like there's, what we're doing, we're creating a, a dam, like a it's this massive pressure in our housing market right now where people really need to move. But the only thing that's holding them back is where rates are, right? And so I think if you get a little more relief in the in the rate space, we'll see more houses, more inventory come on the market and, you know, more transactions. And it's really apparent if you look at new construction, right, Dottie? Like if you look at the build, home builders, they're having a better year in 2023 because they actually have the houses to sell, right? So it just goes to well, show that people still want to buy a house. It's, but Oh, they hey. want to buy? The millennials want to buy? Okay. Um, what, what I think people got really, they get part of information because that's what makes headlines. Okay. The rates, even at, you know, 8% were kind of average if you average them over 20 years. Six percent to me, when I bought a house at fifteen percent, is a great rate. But as rates go down, you're going to have more competition. And if you go back when they were three percent, a lot of people couldn't even take advantage because there's no inventory. So sellers had fourteen deals. They didn't bother with anyone who needed a mortgage. They said, "Ah, no, I'm not even listening to anything. I have enough deals. I can take all cash." So in actuality. It gives you time, and I say there's no fire sales now, but it, you at least will have an opportunity to negotiate with the seller. And I always get, you know, get your commitment 
get your commitment letter ahead of time so that the seller knows that you've been approved for a mortgage. If you haven't really started the process, uh, you're you're way behind. So I tell everybody, but look, Tom, take the time now and, and how get How long, Tom, do you think somebody should, because I tell them they should do it before they even start to look. How long do you think they should, when should they start that process? I think it's never too early to find out if you're a good candidate to be able to get a mortgage. So, look, if you're thinking about it, and to me, thinking about it is anywhere from 6 to 12 months out, that's when you should start having that conversation to say, like, hey, am I, you know, are my finances in order? Is my credit where it needs to be? Uh, you know, do I have sufficient down payment money available and and the funds for closing, right? Like, have those start having those conversations so you know, hey, look, maybe you need to ask uh, the bank of mom and dad for some money so you can buy a house, right? Or maybe oh, that's the best there. bank. Yeah, I love citizens. I love citizens, but to be honest, I was never able to take advantage of the bank of mom and dad. But if you can, I don't blame you. But what what I'm what I think is, I think we have good interest rates now. I think that um, I don't even think that interest rates were as much as an issue as people thought. I think for those people who got mortgages during the pandemic at three percent, they weren't moving. Okay, because if you have a three percent mortgage, they were crazy to give it up. But for most part, okay, you have good. These interest rates are to me very good, and um, the big problem was there was no inventory either. I think that was a bigger problem than the rates. If you want to know my opinion, and that's my opinion. Well, I think you're right, and because there were more way more buyers than there were houses for, right? And I think we still see that uh, because yes. prices are still going up, right? It's not... Prices are up. When you have too many houses, that's when prices come down. We, we're nowhere near that that stage. So we're still at a, at a place where demand is still greater than supply. Yeah. Uh, I know. Like I, I don't... Like, like the holidays is a great time to go and look for a house because there's probably the, the least amount of competition in terms of like buyers out there looking. So the buyers that are out there right now are super serious and, you know, the sellers would, uh, would probably do really well at this time if their house is on the market. So, you know, um, that's, such a, that's such a great point, Tom. And let me say this again, that Tom just, let me just requote Tom. If you're a seller and a lot of sellers say, ah, oh, it's the holidays, I don't be bothered. So there's less, they take the houses off the market for the holidays. If you possibly can keep it on the market, keep it on the market. And if there are sellers out, because a lot of the buyers, they say the same thing, oh, we'll come back in January after the holidays. So there's less buyers. If they're out looking now, they are usually very serious. Oh, and yeah. you probably have the least amount of competition if you're a seller. And since the interest rates are about 6%, which I think is a great rate, if you're out there, continue to look, but make sure that you get everything in the time because you don't want to buy any big purchases. You want to make sure, Tom, do you find that sometimes people's credit that they, that when they do a credit check, they find there's mistakes on their credit report that they didn't even know about? All the time, all the time. And, you know, this is the time of year where people also will charge up their cards, right? For the holidays and, yeah, I tell people, look, if you're thinking about buying a house, definitely, you know, be careful with your credit usage, right? You don't, if you have a credit limit on a card of, say, 5000 you don't want to go above, you know, $1,500 uh, balance on that, because that will pull down your score. So there's all these things that potentially come into play around this time of year. And, but most importantly, um, I do think it's, it's a great time. and a great you're... time to buy and sell. And by the way, you'll come on again. We only have an hour and a half show today, so it's running short. By the way, just Tom, I want to wish you and your family a happy new year. And you'll be back early on the next year. And happy new year. And thanks for taking the time to always inform all of our listeners. Happy new year, Tom. Happy new year, Dottie. Thank you. Thank you. 
Hey, Joe Piscopo here. If you need a Cadillac, you got to see my good friend Bill Camastro at Gold Coast Cadillac, awarded Cadillac Dealer of the Year 27 times. Bill's team is the gold standard of customer service from start to finish. It's first class all the way. Speaking of service, are you part of the Gold Club yet? Bill takes care of you, your family, your friends with the Gold Coast Cadillac Gold Club. Sign up online at goldcoastcadillac.com for service benefits that you can share with friends and family, even if they didn't buy from Gold Coast. Gold Coast is getting even bigger and better with its brand new service facility expected to be completed by early 2024. Gold Coast Cadillac in Oakhurst, New Jersey. Bill took care of me and he's going to take care of you too. Shop goldcoastcadillac.com or call Bill directly at 845-568-7336. Shop goldcoastcadillac.com or call Bill directly at 845-568-7336. Attention all patriots, are you ready to embark on an unforgettable expedition? You're invited to journey with me on the Patriots Alaska Cruise, June 2024. We'll dive deep into geopolitical trends and unpack the influences shaping today. This experience is more than a vacation. It's a chance to participate in profound discussions and spirited debates with like-minded patriots. Seven action-packed days will explore new ideas and chart a course toward a bright American future, all while surrounded by the raw majesty of Alaska's natural wonders. You'll experience powerful creation as you're immersed in the splendor of glaciers and fjords. Let's come together as patriots in this amazing landscape. Mark your calendar, June 29th to July 6th, 2024. Learn more and secure your spot on this once-in-a-lifetime adventure by calling 855-565-5519 or book online at patriotsalaskacruise.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough from your favorite radio station, the Salem Stations here in New York. Hey, I wanted to share with you something that our vice president and general manager just sent to our entire staff here commemorating Christmas and New Year's. He said, Dear team, what a fantastic group we are. What a group of great people working to provide for ourselves and our families through thick and thin, working to provide great entertainment, cutting-edge news coverage, and the inspiration found in God's Word. Brought to the entire tri-state region from our radio stations and the country through the magic of the Internet. Simply put, using the power of all of Salem's assets, we make a difference in the hearts and souls and lives of millions of people throughout the year. How many people can say that? Not many. So be proud and joyous in what we do every day. It's hard to always remember it, but now is a good time to remind yourself of just that. May God bless us all and America as we all carry on into 2024. Signed, Jerry Crowley, Vice President, General Manager of Salem Media Group, New York, New York. Friends, from all of us at Salem, New York, we wish you the very best 2024. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. And as promised in the beginning of the show, uh, we're going to be joined by Richard Ferrari, CEO and president of New York City and the whole Northeast region. And if anyone has an eye on real estate, it's Richard. Happy pre-New Year, Richard. Happy pre-New Year's to you, too, Dottie. It's been a crazy kind of year. So, Richard, it we're going into 24 in less than probably 24 hours. And yeah. so what I would like to do, um, which I've been trying to do this show because it's so close to New Year's, is take a look back at 2023, you know, a little glimpse, and then give, you know, predictions for what we think in real estate and mortgages and, you know, trends, what's going to be in 24. And again, as I tell the audience and all our listeners, these are predictions, obviously, under normal circumstances, um, they should they should go true. So what is your feel? What are you feeling? You run so many offices all over the country. What are you seeing? What do you think? Do you think it's going to be the same kind of market change? What do you think? Well, we're not going to be in the same market. I'll give a quick little recap of 2023. The good news for 2023 was that demand for real estate remained strong. Demand for American housing is still probably the number one. um, You know, it's on everybody's mind. Everyone wants a nice home to live in. Okay, that hasn't changed. The bad news for 2023 is all of our suburban markets 
had a very low amount of inventory for sale, which made it very difficult for someone to buy a new home. Okay, good for sellers if they had a place to move to, not right. good for, for buyers. Right. Uh, what we saw, Dottie, and you know this all your years, we remember when we were kids when interest rates were 15%. But that was history. We also remember three years ago when the majority of American homeowners that had mortgages refinanced in the 3% range. Okay, and as a result, I'm going to say nine or 10 months ago, 30-year mortgage rates hit almost 8%, which what does that tell you? Someone with a 3% mortgage most likely is not moving because if they were to move and they needed another mortgage, they were paying close to 8%. But things have changed. And this is where 2024, my prediction, is going to be a great year for everyone. Right now, this morning, I just checked, the average 30-year mortgage is six and five-eighths, down from almost 8%. That's great. Um, It's great. And there still is room going down further. My predictions is we will be in the high fives sometimes in 24 which puts us at a realistic mortgage number. 6% is a realistic mortgage number. I think so. I mean, it's an opinion, but I think that's a good number. I agree. It's not going to be a, a, a six and a quarter, 6% mortgage, even six and a half, is not going to be deterring factor for most people buying a home. They'll make the numbers work. But what hopefully it will do is bring some of the inventory back on the market. Um, Dottie, my age bracket, the baby boomers, they all want to move to warm weather, but still keep their apartment in New York. Um, by As interest rates come down, more inventory is going to come on in the suburban markets and the second home markets, which will make it a lot easier for someone to buy a home because hopefully they'll, they'll have a choice. Hopefully Richard- there'll be more on the market. Could I, I mean, I, I think you'll agree with me, but I think, because I've always said on this radio show, I think, of course, interest rates always play a part. But I don't think that was the biggest part. I think there simply were not enough homes for sale. That's the, and, that is the key. <laughs> I mean, I, and I think that there's, you know, the millennials and the generation, they're all, they want to buy, but, you know, there was no inventory. And... You know, during the pandemic, if you remember, there'd be 20 offers on the same house. And if you had to get a mortgage, you could just forget it. You were thrown out. They were just taking cash cash people. So now I think at least you have a chance to talk to somebody and, and, and maybe negotiate a little. A little bit. I, no, I agree. But things are going to open up in 2024. For the other reason, forget where interest rates are. When someone has a desire to move, they may wait 12, 24 months, but they usually don't wait three years. And right now, we've been such a tough market. The desire to move will take over, and, and the average consumer will make the numbers work. Might not be in the exact location they want or the size of the house or the condition of the house, but they're going to make it work. The pent-up demand is here now, and it, and it is going to work. So you think it's a more positive outlook for 24 in the sense that, yeah, so do I. Yeah. And, you know, because when, you know, I always, when I do the radio show, I always look up a lot of things. Just, you know, not that we're both kind of really in the trenches, but, and you'd be surprised. I don't know, some writers who write really, really must write from afar because they say there's a recession, uh, you know, um, and a lot of people say, should I, you know, in 23 would say, should I wait to 24? And I think both of us have always learned, and maybe we're old school, but you can't time when you buy a house. I mean, that's crazy. You should go out and look for houses, and it's a job. Who wants to do that? But if you look for a house and you find the one you like and you've been pre-qualified, and you, you know, then you can't look at that because you can always refinance. Correct. 
you can always refinance, but you have to have a home to refinance, and that's the key. You're better yeah, off. So would you agree that bigger than even the interest rates was there was really very little inventory? That the, the, the low inventory was the real key to the low transaction volume that most residential real estate firms experience. And more importantly, forget about us, we'll survive. But it was the frustration of the buyer who wanted a home and was just uh, every house that came on the market in the suburbs, there were 15 buyers, eight buyers, six right. buyers that wanted it, uh, that it was difficult. What do you, so, so now let's, let's hold on a little thing. Do you think, do you think foreign buyers will come back even stronger? I mean, you know, they, everyone took a hiatus with COVID. I mean, they could really come here. You think that they're starting to come back? Do you see them coming back to the market, especially in New York City? Well, what, what I'm seeing right now in New York City and in the suburbs is when you talk about foreign buyers, remember, New York City is still the financial hub of the world. And right. every major bank in the world is here. Okay. And as a result, there are always Europeans and Asians moving to South Americans, moving to New York and or the suburbs because their job was transferred here. Is New York City still being the hub for the super rich around the world? Well, you, you can read all you want that foreigners aren't buying, but that they are buying. I mean, it's not it's not a secret. You know, the wealth of the world wants to be in New York. They still you do. You said that, and right? They That's not changing. They want to be in New York. Um, you know, I, I in my career, I've never previewed more super high-end apartments than there are now. And they're selling. Okay? It's not that they're sitting there. They're selling. Okay? And, you know, that's the big question. Now, is somebody spending? Yes, we sold an, a house in Greenwich for $138 million this year. Okay, I don't know who the, the, I have no clue about the profile of the buyer, but the high end in the suburbs is selling, the high end in New York City is selling, and Boston is on a boom on their high end. You know, so, and you, know, you know, there, what? there are farm buyers. I love products. Prada just purchased its Manhattan flagship at 724 yes. Fifth Avenue for $425 million. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, the Japanese coffee did it. Okay. All these. And you know what? I think all these major companies, luxury retailers and everything, I think because they were able to buy buildings at a little bit of a discount. Not a fire sale. But a little bit of lower, and they saw an opportunity. And obviously, if people didn't think that was the hub, they wouldn't be buying buildings there. And there's so many buildings going on that people are buying. Major companies. Correct. And I think those are kind of things you look at when you're looking at a city or a place to buy is their growth. Do you see? Yeah. Um, do you see? What do you see with new development? Anything? Like well, well, there's not a lot I of places. Mean, it's interesting when you talk about new development because new development in Manhattan and Brooklyn are two different things. Brooklyn, there is much more opportunity for a developer. It's a lot larger than Manhattan, um, and and there, there's more opportunities. Manhattan, because of the acquisition cost of land, is very difficult. But at Element, We've had a few new development projects that came up and have sold, you know, 50% sold out, and they're stunning. I mean, one is the Armani building on uh, on Madison oh. Avenue, which is gorgeous. And yes, as a result, is. forget the prices. As a result, I believe it's more than 50% sold already. So new development remains strong. The problem with new development in Manhattan is there isn't enough of it. But Brooklyn is having a little boom time on yes. uh, smaller new development projects. Yeah, like Brooklyn is, well, Brooklyn really didn't, I mean, if, if you think about Brooklyn, it really came to be, you know, people, my grandmother lived in Brooklyn, you know, years ago when Brooklyn was Brooklyn. And then Manhattan got so crowded and high that Brooklyn became the alternative. And in, now, in many cases, it's a person's pick. It's still, like, very neighborhoody. 
Okay, so the, so Brooklyn, you're saying you're seeing more because of the the availability of space. Because of the availability, correct. So, so if you if you to look at twenty four, would you say that, you know our oh, prices? You think that you know, when I read all things, and I don't, I I just personally think they're going to be around the same. I don't think there'll be any big fire sales or anything. Um, but you know, you're really more hands on with it. What do you think? What do you think? I, I, I think was? you're right. I mean, prices. I think prices will be going up slightly, not noticeably. Uh, in right. 2024, they're definitely not coming down. And the reason is the demand is super high right now still. Uh, but prices, I'm going to say, suburban prices have gotten so high, they can only go up so much. Uh, Hamptons prices we are seeing come down because they even went higher than suburban prices did. They're they were still sick. Very high. <laughs> uh, they were crazy. Yeah, Manhattan never had the real spike post-COVID and during COVID that the suburbs and the second market home markets had. There's right. some upside in Manhattan. The Upper East Side is, is good value across the board right now. Uh, but the problem with Manhattan is the renovation costs. When we just stated that new development is very tight in Manhattan, which is delivered mint condition, uh, to renovate an apartment in New York is expensive and it's time consuming. And that's the biggest drawback. When you look at the inventory, there's two inventories in Manhattan, the renovated inventory and the unrenovated. And the unrenovated right. inventory is flooded with availability. But if the larger the apartment, the longer the renovation is. And a two to three year renovation is not that appealing to most people. So uh, Richard, because the show is only an hour and a half and it's abbreviated, you'll have to come back. But first of all, how do people get in touch with you if they want to ask any questions or get an agent uh, or no? They, they, they can email me at rferrari, R-F-E-R-R-A-R-I, at element, E-L-L-I-M-A-N dot com, and or call 212-891-7628. Okay, because Richard, we're, I, I will post that. So if you're dropping, don't try to write it down. I'll post it on my site. Um, Richard, we're coming up. I, you know, I love you as a professional. I love you as a friend. And I think you're one of the most knowledgeable guys. And I wish you the best, best New Year's. And I'll see you soon. And you'll come back on our show again. See you soon, Donnie. Happy New Year. Here's Happy to New it. Year. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year. The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty Incorporated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.